The Not Most People podcast is for those who despise mediocrity, reject the status quo, and challenge conventional wisdom. Join host Bradley Roth and discover what separates the winners, outliers, and standouts from most people. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Not Most People podcast. This is your host, Bradley, and this is the show for those allergic to mediocrity, groupthink, and following the status quo. And before I get into today's special solo episode, I would just like to first off thank you guys. Uh, this is the first episode of 2022, or that's been recorded in 2022. Not Most People began in March of 2021. And it's just crazy to look back and reflect and see how far things have come in such a short time and still know that things are really ultimately in their very early infancy for not most people, the podcast and everything going on outside of the podcast with that brand and that movement. So I just really want to thank you guys for listening, continuing to listen, for sharing the show and all that good stuff. It really means a lot. And 2022 uh, is really going to blow 2021 out of the water in a lot of ways. Um, so stay tuned, check out the show notes for all the different links. And of course, as always, if you get value out of this episode, please share it with a friend because if you enjoyed it, chances are that someone you know will as well. So that could be throwing it up on Instagram, shooting someone a text, shooting someone an email, sharing however you want to share. Uh, it all really helps, makes a difference. And also, just recently, Spotify added the option to rate podcasts. So if you are listening on Spotify, it would really, really be appreciated if you could take a second and just rate the podcast. That would really make a difference uh, for helping other people kind of discover it and end up listening to it. So that's it. Thanks again, guys, so much. I'm going to get right into today's episode, which is going to be about New Year's resolutions and goals in general. Basically, everyone goes into the new year, or not everyone, but most people, the average person has New Year's resolutions. These goals, these things that they say they're going to do for the new year, new year, new me, this is the year I finally do this or finally do that. And I find that almost always resolutions don't really work. I'm not really sure where New Year's resolutions came from. They're kind of an interesting thing, but I know that most people who set them are like, okay, this is the year, this is finally the year I lose that weight and start that business or do X, Y, and Z, but then that's typically where it ends. I'm recording this on January 10th, and my guess is that most people who set their resolution and said, I'm going to go to the gym every day, I'm going to work on this every week or every day or whatever it might be, have already dropped off. And that's kind of you know a sad statistic, but it's the truth. And there's a couple of reasons for that that I'm going to get into. And what it really reminds me of setting New Year's resolutions, it's like a scene in The Office. I know a lot of you guys watch The Office, even those of you who don't. Uh, it's a scene that you might know even if you're not an Office fan. It's where Michael, he's been having some financial trouble. And so he declares bankruptcy literally by standing in the corner of the office. And I'm going to play the clip real quick and just yelling. I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> so it's a hilarious scene. A lot of people know it. Then he's he declares it. 
Then he's sitting in his office cutting up his credit cards. And then Oscar comes in and says, Hey, I just wanted you to know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. I didn't say it. I declared it. Still. <laughs> that That's really, you know, how most people think about it. They think that or this is how most people approach their New Year's resolutions or their goals in general. They think that by stating them, that it's going to magically grant them this new willpower, this new motivation to achieve it, which is really just as ridiculous as that scene in the office where he thinks that by declaring bankruptcy, that something's going to happen. This is how everyone goes about their resolutions. Oh, I declare this. I declare that. I'm going to do it. This, This is the year. This is my year. Well, in order to achieve resolutions or goals or where we want to go to, we can't just state what we want. There are certain things that are needed in order to maximize your chances of success. So we're going to talk about a couple of those. Uh, For starters, let's say goals instead of resolutions, because a resolution is typically kind of means more of a statement, whereas a goal usually has some sort of process uh, or meaningful endpoint associated with it. However, just like resolutions, goals without a plan are basically just kind of leaving things to hope and chance, which is not a winning strategy. So, you know, if you're into personal development, if you're into goal setting, you've probably heard of the SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, which is specific, which is I want to lose 20 pounds versus I just want to lose weight, or I want to make a specific dollar amount versus I want to make more money. M is for measurable, so can it be quantified? Can you put a number behind it? A is attainable. Is it at least somewhat realistic for you to achieve it, right? Because it's good to set big goals, but if it's not really realistic for you to achieve, then you're not going to be motivated to go after it if you don't feel like it's reachable. R, relevant. Is the goal on track with what you really want? Is it meaningful and is it relevant to what you really want in life? And now that's a really important one. I think a lot of people come up with a lot of these other ones, but it might not actually be relevant what you're thinking of that you want. And then T is time-based. So what kind of timeline can you put on it, right? Obviously, resolutions, we're talking about a year, okay? But I would challenge you to not do that big of a timeline for most of these things, or at least go from that year and break it down. Okay. So that's step one, create your big one year goals. Then from there, we want to break things down into 90 day increments because 90 days is much easier to conceptualize and work with and measure. I know many people, successful people who really, really swear by 90 day increments. They do everything in 90 days. They plan their goals in 90 days. They track everything in 90 days because it's much more manageable than a year. It's much more tangible. And there's a reason that businesses, you always hear about Q1, Q2, Q3, and quarterly goals. It works for big businesses. It's going to work for you on an individual level. So this is something that I'm working on this year is really thinking more in those 90-day quarterly terms as opposed to those big one-year terms. So that's what I would do. Break down that first 90 days and say, okay, where do I need to be in 90 days to be on track to hit my one-year goal? Okay, then you can continue to break that down into monthly and weekly and so on and so forth. But there's one thing that you really need to keep in mind as you're doing that, and this is super important, is you need to focus on shifting your identity at the same time. So here's how you do that. Here's what I mean by that. 
So instead of constantly asking yourself, what do I need to do? Instead, ask yourself, who do I need to become to get X, Y, and Z? Okay, that's a huge, huge shift. And something that I kind of catch myself not paying attention to all the time is we're so focused on the task. What do I need to get done? What's on my to-do list to get me to where I want to go? Rather than who do I need to become to be the person who's going to achieve that? So for example, you would say, who do I need to become to start that business? Who do I need to become to lose that weight? What kinds of qualities does that person possess? What do they do on a regular basis? Or more importantly, what do they not do? How do they think? Who do they hang out with? Answer those questions first. Get a really clear idea of who that person is that you need to become. And then decide what daily habits that kind of person needs to take on a daily basis in order to really back up and solidify that identity. Because that is ultimately what is going to help you get to what you want, is by totally shifting your identity. So you're not someone who is overweight and needs to go to the gym. You are a fit person. And a fit person has no problem doing those things on a daily basis that they need to do. Right? Or a wealthy person, the way they think about money, the way they make decisions, goes about it very differently. They carry themselves differently than someone who is identifies as, you know, broke, but trying to make money. There's a huge, huge difference there. And I could go like really, really deep on this concept. Um, and there's a lot of things out there that do, but I'm not going to go into that right now. But I would challenge you to really, really think about your identity. What is that right now? What does it need to be in order to achieve your goals this year? So you're going to break it down into the daily habits, into little habits that that person that you need to be would do on a daily basis. And this might sound boring, it might sound tedious, it might sound like not sexy, but that's okay. It doesn't mean it doesn't work. And you might not originally even see how they directly correlate with your big goals that you have. Although you should see some sort of connection. But I promise you, and so will everyone else that I know who I consider to be successful, is that they will ultimately be the most important part of you achieving those big, lofty, one-year, 90-day goals that you have is the things you do on that daily basis, the boring things, the mundane, the things that you do consistently day in, day out. And so I'm not going to go super far in depth onto this concept, but I'm going to recommend two books that do, and that you should definitely, definitely read if you haven't. First one is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Awesome book. Go ahead and read that first, followed, or honestly, the, the order doesn't matter too much, but if you have both, I would probably start with The Compound Effect, followed by Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've read both of these books multiple times, and I'm probably going to read them both again soon here at the beginning of the year. Now, if you read and apply, keyword apply those books, so take notes, do the exercises that they have as you go through it, because there are some exercises here and there. There's some templates you can download offline that they give you, which are really great. Read and apply those books, and I guarantee that you won't have more unfulfilled goals or resolutions that are left to hope and chance and silly resolutions or declarations next year. 
when next year rolls around. You don't want to be that person. You said, man, I dropped the ball last year, but this is going to be the year. I'm extra motivated this year. Don't be like everyone else. That's most people. We're here to be not most people. And so we're going to take a different approach, right? We're going to take a tactical, strategic approach that really makes sense and changes things at the foundational level, like at a fundamental level, rather than the quick fix or the Band-Aid. Because ultimately, long-term, that's not going to get you what you want. So that's it. Break it down to smaller steps, change that identity, and you are going to find yourself at the end of next year being real, real happy with what you did this year. And you're going to set some even bigger goals for next year. So that's it. Thank you guys again for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share with a friend. Spotify listeners, I'm counting on you to leave a five-star review. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. And always remember, don't be most people.